If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, my name is Pete McCall, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of the All About Fitness Podcast. For this episode, I'm going to continue to read from my book, Smarter Workouts, The Science of Exercise Made Simple. Now I'm going to read from chapter one. In chapter one, we're going to go into kind of the, some of the science of how your body responds to exercise. Now the reason why I'm reading this right now is I've wanted to do this for a while. And actually, I, as I finished up my book on recovery and I'm getting ready to go in and work on the second edition and update Smarter Workouts, I decided that coming back from a little break, I wanted to read Smarter Workouts to you so you could kind of hear a book on tape. I mean, that, that, to be honest, I, I've been listening to more Audible lately. I've been listening to more books on tape and kind of enjoy the format. And this is something I've wanted to do for a while with the podcast, which is read from my book, Smarter Workouts. And that's exactly what I'm doing. Now, don't worry. I'm going to be getting back to interview guests. I'm going to be getting having some of the best and most well-known exercise science experts on here, along with other people that can help us learn how to use exercise, nutrition, and other things to enhance our overall quality of life. Now, let's get into chapter one here because in chapter one of Smarter Workouts is how exercise changes your body. And I think this is important because a lot of times, a lot of people, we just don't understand this, right? You know exercise is good for you. You know you're supposed to do it. We know it gives us big muscles. We know we can burn weight or lose weight, burn fat. But how does exercise really change your body? So let's get into it. Chapter one. Joining the health club and going to a fitness studio is a common first step when starting an exercise program. But identifying the best type of exercises for your needs can be difficult. Many common exercise programs are derived from bodybuilding workouts which creates some confusion surrounding what to do for exercise. The focus of a bodybuilding program is usually muscle isolation exercises involving only a single joint or muscle group at a time, meaning that the individual body parts are working as separate discrete units. An example is a knee extension machine, which requires you to be in a seated position as you move a weight by straightening your legs. Yes, this action can strengthen the larger muscles of your upper thigh, but those muscles are designed to work with both your hip and knee 
while you're standing on your feet, not while you're sitting down. A muscle isolation approach promotes maximum hypertrophy, the technical term for muscle growth. For individual muscle groups, although it is necessary for the sport of bodybuilding, it's not necessarily the most effective method when designing a workout program for the purpose of improving health or maintaining a healthy body weight. It's necessary to point out that in addition to doing exercises for only one or two body parts at a time, bodybuilders also spend many, many hours a week implementing nutrition and supplement strategies to achieve their desired levels of muscle size and definition, without which it can be hard to achieve the same appearance. Following a bodybuilding approach to exercise can create inefficiencies that lead to frustration for the average person. Sidebar before I go on. If you've ever been frustrated with exercise or you've ever been concerned about muscle growth, like having muscles that are too large, or you've been concerned about are you doing the best exercises for your needs, that's an important point that most of what we do in the gym really comes from bodybuilding. The cool thing about the last 10, 12, 15 years, I guess 10, 12 years more or less, kind of the influence of CrossFit is we now have a much more, the, the pop, the, I'm sorry, the larger fitness consumer has a much better understanding of movement-based exercise because CrossFit used movement patterns. That is really, when we look at it, when you look at top performance coaches, coaches, top performance coaches for top athletes do not do bicep curls or chest flies. They don't. Not unless it's off-season, they're trying to help their athlete look better. They help athletes move better. So this book, Smarter Workouts, part of why it's wrote Smarter Workouts, is to help you understand the methodology that the top coaches in the world use with the top athletes. Because if it works for the top athletes, it should work for you. Let's get back to it. This section is titled, Drawbacks to Muscle Isolation. Muscle isolation training can help improve overall aesthetic appearance, but the expense of exercises that, imp- that improve your coordination or that burn calories efficiently. Planes of motion. Many of the strength training machines and free weight exercises traditionally used for bodybuilding focus on movement in a single plane of motion, like the aforementioned knee extension. However, during upright activities such as walking, the human body uses several muscles at the same time to create movements and joint motions that occur through multiple planes of motion simultaneously. Alignment. The muscles of the body behave like spokes in a bicycle wheel. If one or two spokes become too tight or too loose, the wheel will fall out out of alignment and could be damaged. Isolation training loads physical forces into specific sections of muscle, which is like over-tightening one or two spokes on a bicycle wheel. If some muscles are used more than others, this could create an imbalance of forces and, just as a wheel that falls out of alignment and could damage a bike, a muscle that changes its alignment because it is overused could lead to injury. If an exercise program causes injury due to muscle imbalances, you may have to quit before any significant changes to the body can occur. Calorie expenditure. Your body will expend approximately 5 calories of energy to use 1 liter of oxygen. The more muscle tissue that you can involve with an exercise, the more oxygen your body will consume, resulting in more calories being burned. Because they only use small sections of muscle at a time, isolation exercises require only a limited amount of oxygen making them a poor choice if you want to burn a lot of calories in a short amount of time. If you're following a program featuring muscle isolation exercises to manage weight by trying to get rid of unwanted calories, you will not be receiving a maximum return on your investment of time. Side note, you have to understand my undergraduate degree is government economics. So I really, I I look at exercise as an economic equation, right? If we only have an hour to exercise, how can we get the best return on that hour? 
that that just is my that that's what made me different as a personal trainer was I wanted to help my clients understand and, and maximize their economics of time because time is the one the one quality or the one tan it's not an item but quality time is the one thing we cannot produce more of time is not really it's not an item it's not kinesthetic you can't touch it very ethereal but we cannot simply just make more time almost anything else we can produce or find or create dig out of the ground whatever but time we can't so really part of my goal when i was personal training full-time is working with clients was i wanted to help them maximize the economics of time get the best return of their time in the gym so that's what i'm trying to do with this book let's get back to it movement patterns the body is made to move as babies, we learned how to roll over, crawl, and walk before we could talk. The systems of our body naturally learn how to perform complicated movement patterns before we develop the skill for effective communication. It is how our nervous system is wired. The seemingly simple act of walking in, in itself is a complex pattern of movement that occurs in all three dimensions and involves all of our muscles and joints working together as a complete system to create efficient movement. Therefore, an isolation approach to exercise is contrary to how the body actually functions. Think about that. The neurophysiology of our body, how our nervous system wires with our muscular system, is designed to make walking as mechanically efficient as possible. It really is. I mean, we get energy from gravity. Gravity pushes us into the ground. We get energy from ground reaction forces. They push up against us. And we look at how the body is designed to move. I've, I've, been using, I've been describing the body this way for probably a decade now. It takes a, human, takes a human about a year, give or take. A little bit more in some cases, a little bit less in others. But it takes a human about a year to learn how to walk. It takes a four-legged animal minutes to learn how to walk. A four-legged animal has four points of contact with the ground and a spine that's horizontal to gravity. They, they have a lot more control, a lot more load distribution. They can control their body a lot better. A human is an animal. We were an animal that has only two points of contact with the ground and a vertical spine. We are affected by gravity much differently. So think about the first year of life this way. And, and after having my two kids, this is, was based on the evidence, based on the observation. The first year of life is a strength and conditioning program to be able to walk. You do tummy time, you roll over, you crawl, you cruise. It takes you 12 to 14 months to learn how to walk. Everything you do up until your point you can walk, you're doing S&C, you're doing strength and conditioning to learn how to walk. So let's, let's cut this isolation crap. I mean, if you're going to be on a stage, yes, you can do that. But if your goal for exercise is to do 30 to 45 minutes so you feel better and can live longer, isolation ain't a good use of your time. Be as blunt as I can with that. Just stop. Start doing integrated exercises. And that's exactly why. I mean, I lay out the science in here, but also in the podcast, I try to help you understand. It's like, hey, we don't have, if you want to get the best return, if you want to get as much exercise done as possible, we got to think differently, right? Think of like an economist, maximize it. But that's my training. Let's get back to it. Muscle alignment. The structures of the human body, including muscle, fascia, and the connective tissue that surround it, and bones, are all aligned to be the most mechanically efficient when we're standing upright or move over the ground. So to use exercises that move only a single joint or move only one muscle group at a time is working against our fundamental physiology. Because multiple systems function together to create and control movement, Effective exercise programs should be based on developing and enhancing the fundamental patterns of movement as opposed to using only isolated muscle actions. The next section is titled, Realistic Expectations for Exercise. 
Regular exercise can provide a wide variety of outcomes based on the types and the amount that you do. Exercise can be described as existing on a continuum. From lower intensity movement, such as walking for the purpose of improving basic health, to high intensity performance, training to enhance athletic skills. There is no one single right way to exercise. The important thing is that it becomes a consistent habit. To help you establish realistic outcomes and expectations for your exercise program, identify the areas of the continuum that best reflects your specific needs and the amount of time you may have to commit to an exercise program. And that's very important. It's like we, if you want, no matter what your goals are for exercise, you have to, do they fit within your lifestyle? If you don't have the time to train to reach a certain goal, don't make it your goal. It's going to drive you nuts because you can't reach it because you don't do enough, you can't do it the right amount of exercise to reach it. So be realistic. If you only have 30 minutes a day to exercise, set goals that are consistent with 30 minutes a day and what you can do. Very simple. I mean, here's the thing. As you start hitting, as you start hitting your goals, it's going to give you motivation to do more. So set small, short-term, realistic goals. Don't tell yourself you can exercise for an hour if you can't. Be realistic. If, if you set a goal for exercising for 30 minutes and you can achieve that, you you start knocking out other goals. You're going to do other things. Start small. Start your goals small. That, that's just a little thing with it. Anyway, the type of activity can, that can improve movement skill or enhance muscular strength and appearance require exercises designed specifically for how your body moves. Many traditional exercises focus on using one body part or muscle at a time. However, during many of the movements you perform on a daily basis, multiple muscles work together to control how your body moves. When studying movement, it is very easy to see that the only time a muscle works in isolation is during an exercise focused specifically on a single muscle or body part. For example, a seated chest press is designed, a seated chest press machine is designed with a linear path of motion and a single axis rotation that paces all the force into the muscles on the chest, shoulders, and upper arms, while push-up uses those muscles along with all the core muscles responsible for stabilizing the spine and the hips. Come think about that, just pause, think about that, a push-up versus a seated chest press. And the push-up, you're doing a lot more work because a lot more of your body's involved and a lot more muscles have to work to stabilize your body. Now, are, is a chest, are the chest muscles going to get as strong as icing them on a chest press machine? Probably not. But because you're using way more muscles for that one exercise, your energy expenditure for that exercise has shot up through the roof. So you can do 12 reps on a seated bench press machine, yay, or do 12 push-ups. And 12 push-ups, you can do a lot more net work because a lot more muscles are involved. That, that's, that's where I want you to think about it. That's what I'm trying to get you to think about here. Uh, many exercises, uh, da, 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 da. yeah, many exercises like the chest press are designed specifically so that only one muscle or muscle group does the work. However, producing and controlling human movement involves numerous systems of the body, including the muscular, skeletal, nervous, and metabolic, working together simultaneously. If you have only a limited amount of time, why not focus on dynamic movement patterns that involve these systems and multiple muscles working at the same time? Here's the great news. Relatively short workouts that involve a number of muscles working together and challenging your body to move in multiple directions can help you to move better while expending more energy, which is a win-win combination essential for desired outcomes such as losing weight, looking better, or simply improving overall health. And that's it. I mean, that, that's why I think so many people get frustrated with exercise. 
they're not getting the results they want or you want because you're following a program that's completely antithetical to what you should be doing, right? Why on earth, if you have a very limited amount of time, are you doing chest on one day and back on another day? If you're going to literally walk on a stage and train for a show, that's what you have to do. And hopefully you're working with a coach to help you prep for it. But if your goal is just to use exercise to stay in shape and, hey, just feel good and look a little bit better, forget that I was going to use a different word, but forget the isolation training. Do all the entire body circuit train. That's what I'm teaching in this book. Let's get back to it. Exercise and physical change. The human body is a series of systems interacting with one another to produce and control movement. Exercise is physical stress applied to the body. The actual types of stress, how often those stresses are applied, and how your body is allowed to recover once the stresses are removed are all important variables that determine your response to any exercise program. Movement is a skill that can be developed and enhanced with practice, and performing exercise is a function of movement. Learning exercises that enhance your ability to move can be the foundation for learning how to maximize your enjoyment from exercise. As your movements become more efficient and coordinated, you will start feeling better. And before you know it, it will start moving more, you will start more, moving more often, which is the real secret for long-term success. Change does not occur to your body without a preceding stimulus. And exercise is a physical stimulus that can be applied to create many changes, including increasing muscle size, boosting definition, reducing body weight, improving aerobic efficiency, and enhancing coordination. If the goal of exercise is to make changes to your body, it is important to work to a point of mild discomfort, not pain. Discomfort means that your body is being challenged to work harder than is used to working. Whereas pain is an indication that your body is experiencing an acute overload of stress that could cause an injury. This does not mean that it is always necessary to exercise an uncomfortably high level of intensity. But it does mean that in order to get results, you should be prepared to do some higher intensity workouts that make you feel uncomfortable while other workouts can and should be at a relatively low or comfortable level of effort. Knowing when and how to place more challenging physical stresses on the body is essential and will be addressed in the following chapters. Before jumping into the different types of workouts that can deliver the results you want, it's first important to have a general understanding of how exercise affects different structures and systems in your body. These systems control muscle, fascia, elastic connective tissue, bone, which is a skeletal system, the central nervous system, the CNS, the cardiorespiratory system, and energy metabolism, and the endocrine system, which is responsible for producing the chemicals that influence change in all the cells of your body. So in this next section, I'm going to go through these different systems, these physiological systems. First one is we're going to cover is muscle. The mass of the human body can be organized into two general categories of tissue, fat-free mass, which includes lean muscle, connective tissue, skeletal structures, internal organs, skin and blood, and fat mass, where the body stores surplus energy and adipose tissue. Adults over the age of 25 can expect to lose up to 10% of their muscle mass per decade unless they exercise regularly. I'm going to pause there. Again, as we age, when you're young, you need more muscle. We need more to hunt, to fight, to do whatever. But as we age, guess what? It's the younger people, the younger folks that actually do more work. So as we age, we're not needed as much. You get in your 30s, you're not the warrior going and chasing down the antelope on the plane. You're doing other things. Right, So we don't need to maintain that muscle mass. It's, it's what, human evolution, thousands of years of human evolution. As we age, we don't need muscle. 
But that's why strength training is so important because it helps us maintain muscles we age. If you don't use it, you lose it. Even if you do strength train, you're going to lose some muscle mass. I mean, whereas an average person might lose 10% of muscle mass in a decade if they don't exercise, a power lifter might lose about a half to 1% of muscle mass in a decade. They are going to lose muscle mass even with lifting and lifting enormous amounts of weight. Pretty phenomenal stuff. But muscles composed of different tissues. Sorry. Whether you want to alter the appearance of your body or its ability to perform a specific task, one important outcome of exercise is to change both the function and appearance of muscle. Muscles composed of different types of tissues. The contractile element responsible for generating a force and the non-contractile elastic component that transmits mechanical forces between different sections of muscle. The contractile element of skeletal uh, muscle transmits information via mechanical forces. When muscles are shortening to exert tension against an external resistance, it's a compressive force. And when a muscle is length when a muscle lengthens in reaction to an applied force, it experiences a tensile force. Shortening is compressive, lengthening is tensile. Exercises to improve muscular strength can either rely on the body's own weight, such as push-ups, or use an external resistance such as dumbbells or a medicine ball or a kettlebell. Strength training is the application of external forces to skeletal muscle tissue for the purpose of making it stronger and capable of generating higher levels of force. Strength training can increase the amount of lean muscle mass as well as enhance a particular muscle's ability to produce force, which can help change appearance, burn calories, and improve the ability of the heart to pump blood around the body. A common misperception about exercise is that if you stop strength training, your muscle will turn to fat. Here's why this is a complete myth. Muscle and fat are two extremely different types of tissue. They are. They really, muscle is a use it or lose it tissue. When you exercise regularly, especially strength training, you can increase muscle volume. But without the forces from resistance training, muscle atrophy, meaning that the individual fibers will become smaller and the overall size of a particular muscle will shrink. Aerobic exercise, such as walking, running, or swimming, can help improve your body's ability to move blood to the working muscles. But these types of exercise may not put enough force into muscles to stimulate growth or significantly change appearance. Strength training with external resistance or your own body weight can be the most effective way to change your muscles, whether by adding size or improving the ability to perform a variety of functions. Understanding the basic premise of how muscle adapts to strength training gives you the ability to determine the most effective types of exercise for your needs. Research can provide a guide to how your body may respond to strength training, but the reality is that even when following the exact same exercise program, every person can experience slightly different outcomes. This means that you'll need to do a little trial and error to identify which method or type of equipment works best for you and your needs. This book will help you in that quest. I'm going to end this episode here. This is a chapter one, how exercise changes your body. That's in the section on, uh, on muscle, helping you understand what muscle tissue does. I mean, muscle is a lot of exercise that affects muscle with strength training, cardio training, all that directly impacts muscle tissue. So it's really important that if you exercise, if you enjoy exercise, whatever your goals are, is understand how your muscles work. I mean, we have the basic, if you, if you, you probably understand the basic of it. But what I'm in this section, what I'm going into is the physiology of it, how that works, getting helping you to understand what affects your muscles. If you understand that, then you'll understand a lot more about how to design workout programs for your needs. Hey, if you want to pick up a copy of Smarter Workouts, The Science of Exercise Made Simple, 
There's a link down below in the show notes. Hey, there's a link below in the show notes for ageless intensity. If you're over the age of 40, you want to learn how to use exercise to slow down the aging process. That's why I wrote Ageless Intensity, High-Intensity Workouts to Slow Aging. I turned 50 this year, and it has one day I'll tell you about some of my social life. But you know what? Enjoy. Trust me when I say that high-intensity exercise really can slow down the effect of time on your body. Part of that, too, is nutrition. If you need nutrition, need sports nutrition, if you want to fuel your body and you want to do it without GMOs or any of that nasty stuff, Naughty Sports Nutrition is one for you. I'm really stoked to be partnered with them. Visit G-O-G-N-A-R-L-Y. That is G-O-G-N-A-R-L-Y.com on the internet. Use code AAFITNESS and save 15% on your order from Gnarly Sports Nutrition. You can reach out to me, Pete, at PeteMcCallFitness.com. That's Pete at PeteMcCallFitness.com. You can find me on the Instagram, All About Fitness Podcast. And hey, as always, thank you for stopping by. And I do look forward to having you join me for future episodes of All About Fitness.